Galatians chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 7. Galatians chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 7. Amen. Reading from the King James Version, it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. Verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. The grass wither, the flower fade away, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. <clears throat> for a few moments with the aid of the Holy Spirit and help the good Lord, I want to speak from the subject, the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest. And those of you that have received your notes, those of you that are following along with the app, <clears throat> you realize that there are a couple of things that we want to talk about today. And as we get into this text, there is a, a background text uh, that is, I want to point out to you as we talk about this law of the harvest. As we deal with this, as we look at America, what's going on, and come to find out that because of this COVID-19 situation, prices on everything has gone up. Because of the pandemic, it has affected the agricultural uh, produce in our land. It has allowed uh, us to start finding uh, the price of uh, everyday supplies to double and even triple what it was just a few months ago. Yeah. And it brought me to uh, the Old Testament book, Prophet of Hosea, chapter number 10. Uh, and the children of Israel was, was having some problems in chapter number 10. Uh, Hosea, it says, Sow to yourself in righteousness and reap in mercy and break up your fallow ground. It's time to seek the Lord. Now is the day of salvation. Uh, he, he, he was telling them that uh, there was time, something was happening in the land. And so he was telling them to get, get ready. In verse number 13, he says, uh, you, have, uh, uh, you have plowed wickedness, and so you reap iniquity, and uh, you have done some great wickedness and because of what they were doing now the land had begun to uh, produce what they had sown and it's interesting my brothers and sisters that when we look at what happens 
with this law of the harvest, law of the harvest says that you reap what you sow. So there's a couple of things that I want to get to as we get into this message today. Hope y'all help me this morning. I really need your help this morning. Need a little push this morning as we get through this, uh, as we uh, try to see what the Lord is telling us even in a pandemic time. Uh, number one, uh, as I look at Hosea, he talks about the sowing. He says, sow to yourselves in righteousness and reap in mercy. They have been sowing a lot of sin. So in repentance, uh, they would sow some righteous seeds because they were sinning and sinning and sinning. The Lord tells them, sow yourselves in righteousness so that you can reap some mercy. What the Bible teaches, all of sin and come short of the glory of God. He says, because you've been sowing so much sin, you need to also, uh, you need to sow some, some righteousness as well. In other words, you need to repent of some of the stuff that you've been doing so that you can also bring in a good crop as well. But not only do I see the sowing, but I see the softening. He says, break up your fallow ground. The ground, whenever you're going to sow something, whenever you're going to put something in the ground, and I know I've got some people in here that plant flowers and, and do some gardening in here. Uh, it says the ground must be soft in order for it to take up seed. And, and see, the breaking up involves hard plowing, but it's necessary for planting. You don't just throw the seed on top of the ground. you got to break the ground up a little bit in order for you to plant something. And see, repenting is not easy, but it's necessary if you're going to live a godly life. So he says that you got to break up your follow ground. That means you got to soften up your heart towards righteousness. If you're going to get better, you got to soften up your heart. Some of us, our hearts are so hard, uh, God can't plant anything in it. So he says you got you to break up some stuff, soften up your heart a little bit in order for God to really do some things. So I see sowing, I see softening, but then there's also seeking. He says it's time to seek the Lord. Because uh, today is the day of salvation. See, when you delay, delay can be damning. Because you don't know if you're going to make it back down Russell King Road. Uh, delay can be damning. We, we seek many things, but seldom do we seek the Lord. And the Bible says, seek the Lord that while he can be found. Because that will come a time when time will run out. And you said, I was going to do it tomorrow. But tomorrow is not promised. All you have is right now. Next We, we 
we, we see this, this song, but then we see uh, there was some dishonesty. Uh, there was some dishonesty. He, 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 he talks about this, uh, this, this, this stuff that was going on in this situation in Hosea. He says, y'all have spoken words, swearing, swearing falsely. Uh, y'all had fruits of lies. In other words, he talked about it, it was almost like y'all had a basket full of them. He said, uh, and and uh, the truth of the matter is, is that wherever uh, there is sin, there'll be dishonesty. And our land, if you be honest with me, our land is filled with dishonesty. Uh, matter of fact, we're getting ready to go uh, through a uh, an election. This is an election year, and, and, and election years are always filled with dishonesty. People always promise stuff that they're not going to deliver on. And, and, and in every area of life, you will find some dishonesty. Uh, not just in the used car lot. They don't just lie to you on the used car lot, but uh, even on your job, there's some dishonesty. Even in your home, there's some dishonesty. And here's a news flag, don't tell nobody I told you, but even in the church, there's some dishonesty. Uh, hold up. Uh, but all of this is because sin abounds. Uh, and wherever there is sin, there is dishonesty. Didn't I tell you that uh, two weeks ago, the lies of Satan did not just preach about that. And wherever Satan is, there's a lie because he's the father of lies and there's no truth in him. And whatever he gets his foot in the door, he's going to lie. Right. Amen. That's dishonesty. But then there's a depth of sin. He said, you plow wickedness. And anybody know about a plow? A plow gets deep. It, 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 it goes down deep into the ground. It, it pulls stuff up. It brings the dirt up. He says, you plow in wickedness, so you reap iniquity. And your, your wickedness became great. Israel, and this is God's people. Isn't it something? This is God's people. They did not sin half-heartedly. They did not sin accidentally. But they did it on purpose. And they did it in plenitude. In other words, they enjoyed sin. Now, this is God's people. Okay, y'all didn't get it. Let me get you. Let me bring you closer. This was the church folk. These were people that were taking advantage of the fact that they were the chosen generation of God. So they were sinning and, and was, was doing it and was having a party with it and didn't have a care in the world. So let me help somebody in here. You got to be careful when you are a chosen person of God and you know it's wrong and you do it anyway. Yeah. And say, well, you know what? God going to forgive me. Because I've been sealed until the day of redemption. You got to be careful with that because God knows you know better. And so what happens is it says that uh, because they were sinning in plenitude, it says that they did it with both hands enthusiastically and they reap a great crop of sin. And see, the problem is you normally reap more than what you sow. Oh my goodness. See, if, if you just have a, a, a little small bag of seed, if you put that little small bag of seed in the ground, normally your crop is going to be low. 
find somebody in here. You see, you can normally get more than what you gave. And see, that's why I don't understand why people have a problem with giving. Because the Bible teaches us that God is always going to give you more than what you give to him. That's why the, the church always says you can't be God's giving. The more you give to him, the more he'll give to you. And see, you, you always know that. See, what happens is we learn this as little children. Little sins become bigger sins that become bigger sins that become bigger sins. It just keeps multiplying and keeps multiplying. And that's why the prophet says your wickedness became great. Let me get to the message. I got warmed up now. Let's look at it. The law of the harvest. Number one, the reaping of the harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sow, that shall he also reap. According to Galatians 6 and 7, there's a couple points in here. Number one, the deception about the law of the harvest. See, much deception is present in society regarding the law of the harvest. Number one, first, the message of deception. Be not deceived. See, the message of deception says you will not reap what you sow. That's the favorite and most popular deception is that you can live in sin and not suffer the consequences. The biggest lie I ever told. While deception message focuses especially on the doing of evil, some also get deceived by thinking that all the good they have done has been in vain also. See, it's two parts. Some believe that they can do all the evil they want, nothing's going to happen. And then others believe that the good that they've done don't count for nothing evil. See, see, don't be deceived by either one. But then also, not only the message of deception, but the mocking in the deception. He says, God is not mocked. To get word to the message of deception mocks God who established the law of the harvest. God says you do this and this is the result. The message of deception dispute the divinely decree resulting thus mocking God. See the message God already told you if you do this you get that. But deception says that's not how it works. And it contradicts what God already told you what is true. So that's the deception about the law of the harvest. But let me go on a little bit further. Let's look at the details. The details of the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest is given in specific details. Number one, the equivalent in the detail. He said whatsoever. Somebody said whatsoever. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The, uh, the law of harvest says you reap what you sow. That's what it says. It's plain and simple. You reap what you sow. Then it gives some examples. The examples of the detail. He that sowed to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. It's black and white. It's plain. It's, it's right there. But he that sowed to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So, so what it's saying, my brothers and sisters, if you sow wild oats, 
you're going to reap wild oats. If you, if you sow good seeds, you reap good fruit. You, you don't sow wild oats and get good fruit. Don't work like that. Are y'all praying with me? Just the details. So I got the deception. I got the details. But lastly, let's talk about the dedication. Look at the dedication for the law of the harvest. The law of the harvest should guide our performance. First, you got to have patience. Patience and the dedication. Look what he says. Let us not be what? Weary in well-doing. The, the, the harvest encourages patience in well-doing. Not just be patient, but be patient in well-doing. And then it also gives us a promise. Because in due season, somebody say in due season. In due season, we shall. Somebody say shall. Shall, that's a promise. Whenever you see shall in the, in the Bible, that's a promise. We shall reap. The law of the harvest says you will reap. Uh, one may question that after working hard for a long time without results, but God's word promises results. In other words, if I keep working hard and keep working hard and keep working hard and keep working hard, I ain't seen nothing yet. It's been January, it's been February, it's been March, it's been April, it's been May, it's been June, it's been July, it's been August, it's been September, it's been October. Oh, but November finally came. He said, if I keep working at it, in due season. See, my season wasn't in May. My season didn't come until November. Due season reminds us that all seeds do not give their results at the same time. That means that some flowers bloom in the spring, some bloom in the fall. Not only do these 
nature, they also apply to the various actions, activities, and attitudes of mankind. And all people will sooner or later reap the results of what they have said, what they have done, or what they're doing. As in nature, when you sow corn, you reap corn. When you sow tomatoes, you reap tomatoes. Not some other fruit or vegetable. So it is with human beings. We reap what you sow. Regarding the, God, the results of the harvest of a person's life, Jesus taught in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, 16 to 20, do men gather, gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles, even so every good tree bringing forth good fruit, uh -huh. but a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. Yes, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, yes, neither can a, a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Uh -huh. Every tree that bringing not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits shall you know them. In other words, he says, you know tree by the fruit it bears. So here we go. Are y'all ready for it? Tell somebody I'm putting on my helmet. It's about to get rough. So what kind of friends we have? What kind of relationships we have? What kind of reputations we have? What kind of respect we receive from others? What kind of habits we develop? What kind of desires we have? As well as what kind of personal satisfaction we have in life will reveal exactly what kind of seed we've been sowing in our lifetime. Duck. There seems to be an abundance of bad seed been throwing out there today. Bad. My brothers and sisters, because it's contrary to God's word. Bad because it eliminates or ignores God. Bad because it has a bad influence. Bad because it destroys good relationships. Bad because it discredits morality. Sawing a 
seed. Every time you criticize or condemn somebody, you're sowing a bad seed. Every time you spread the gossip or false rumors, you're sowing a bad seed. Every time you make foolish decisions, you're sowing a bad seed. And remember, you need to remember this, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. <laughs> 
You can't have peace if your soul heartache. You can't have happiness if your soul rebellion. You can't have respect. And if your soul selfishness, selfishness, you can't have contentment. But some people think I can sow what I want, but I'm going to have the fruit of the Spirit. Who am I talking to in this place? I feel like I'm helping somebody right now. Believe it or not, some people are Yeah. Yeah. Whether it be a good seed yeah. or bad 
seed. Everybody sows a seed. Now I gotta step on a few toes. But you sow a seed. And you're gonna sow a seed when you leave this place. By the way, you drive down the highway. By the way, you shop in the store. By the way, you pay your bills. By the way, you take care of your business. By the way, you conduct yourself in public. By the way, you support your local church. Everybody sows some kind of seeds by the way they treat others on a day-to-day -day basis. And for those who sow good seeds, the harvest will be a glorious and thrilling time. Even much greater than anybody can anticipate. You can be absolutely sure that no good seed will go unnoticed by the master. No good seed will rot in the field. No good seed will be unproductive. No good seed will fail to have its reward. No good seed will be considered unprofitable by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And no good seed will be consumed by the fire. Yeah. Yes, and I can be fully assured that no good seed will ever suffer eternal loss, but it has to be good and not bad seed. Let it be clearly understood that all seed that appears to be good is not necessarily good. Yes, nobody that sows a good seed is not doing it on purpose. But it has to be passed through an inspection test. Can I tell the story? Yes, when you sow good seed, it has to get a stamp of
Amém.